Hi, you're listening to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business, the podcast for trade business and contracting bosses like you and your partner who want to lead with confidence, make more profit and create a better lifestyle. Are you ready to fast track your freedom and have some fun? With your hosts, fellow trade business owners and husband and wife team, Andy and Angela Smith. Hey guys, Andy here. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to ask you a question. How are you going with your trade business right now? As you know, I talk to a lot of trade business owners and I continue to hear a few things. They're struggling to find and retain good staff. They're wondering how to set up systems and structures and they're working way too many hours and they're actually feeling completely burnt out. Angela and I have been fixing these exact challenges since 2010 when we started Lifestyle Trading. And the one thing we know after all these years is if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Listen, guys, 2023 is going to be very different from previous years. So why don't you future-proof your business today? Book in a free strategy session with me so that we can have a chat and work out the best steps for you and your business moving forward. Head to lifestyletradie.com.au to book in a time now. Look forward to chatting soon. Hey, 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 welcome to The Tradie Show. Hey, hey. So, Andy, we've had a trade business for over 20 years and been teaching other tradies how to run their business for over a decade. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's fair to say that we've worked with thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of customers, right? Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty fair number. So, what is the point? Good question. Well, I'm not sure if it's because of the super high workload tradies are experiencing right now, but the toolbox is absolutely jam-packed with questions specifically about how to handle bad reviews online. Okay, hang on a sec. Let me find one. How do I delete Google reviews? Can I turn off my Facebook comments? I keep getting trolls. How can I get better reviews for my landscape business? Yeah, I get tradies asking me about this all the time, so I'm not surprised about these questions at all. Yeah, look, that's just a handful, but honestly, I could read probably another 20 questions that tradies have about reviews. It's super hard to manage your reviews online, and I totally understand why. It's something we'd rather just not deal with. Yeah, definitely. I totally understand what you mean because Google reviews are super important for a business, but we all know there's a lot of Karens out there, keyboard (laughs) warriors out there who love an online complaint. Look, I hear you about the Google reviews, but I don't know about that whole Karen bit. One of my besties is a Karen. I just can't can't align with that. There's definitely Karens out there, I can tell you. (laughs) All right. So it's true when researching a new business or product, because as customers, we do often look to see what the one star or the lowest rate of review said. Because you know what? It's customer psychology to make a buying decision based on what others have said about a product or a service. And since we have a mobile device literally in our hand, it's actually just too easy to check what other people think about before you make your final decision. Positive reviews are great and lots of them look favorable to your business. Agree. But the shit thing is, it doesn't matter if you have 65 star reviews and only three one star reviews. I bet that every customer goes back and reads every single one of those one star reviews. Absolutely. And as business owners, we need to be mindful of this psychology, even though it can hurt to see these really low reviews. It's okay to have a few not so favorable reviews. I just want you to be really clear about that. 
We're not perfect all of the time, but what does matter is how you deal with them. This will be the difference to prospects making contact with your business or not. So to make sure that you don't make a mistake, I want to share with you some top tips for dealing with these not so great reviews in a manner that's going to help your business not be knocked down by it. Sounds like you well and truly have this covered, Ange. I'm going to grab myself a beer and just go sit over there and listen to this whole segment. (laughs) Might want to participate. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. So the first thing to do in this situation when you do get a low-grade review is literally to respond quickly to the complaint. So what I mean by that is you've got to address the problem with sensitivity and empathy. Your response should either ask the disgruntled customer to contact you directly and pretty much provide them the contact information to find you or potentially outline the situation and how your business tried to rectify it because that's what's going to show people that you're actively trying to mend the situation and have taken some sort of tangible action. The funny thing is most tradies, we don't react as calmly no, as that. you get the shits. Our, our, the, fir- the first <laughs> thing is, this customer should go eat a b-. you know. But um, it, it's no doubt about it. This is the way we have to deal with them and, and that anger and that angst and, you know, it, it is. Sometimes re- these reviews on your business is like, you know, the business is your baby and they're calling it ugly, you know. You've it's taken a, it it's personally. It's a real problem you have, you have. And it's understandable, but we yeah. actually can't. We can't. No, that's right. But the other day I was looking online to to buy a T-shirt. Really? Um, because you have like 45 <laughs> black T-shirts in your cupboard and it must have been hard to make a decision about another black T-shirt. Yeah, for those of you that know me, I have a lot of black tees. It's funny, <laughs> I'm, I've I'm been training a little bit and doing a bit of exercise and I'm, I'm leaning down, I'm feeling a bit better about myself. I, I sometimes wonder, they say that black is good when you're fat, right? Yes. So maybe <laughs> deep down that was the reason. But um, I just think black is cool and I, I love cool. black. But um, I was digress. Having, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a look online for this shirt and I had a look and there was this one star review and I thought, really, what's all that about? So obviously, like most people, you go to the worst reviews and you read them. And it was this guy that was having an absolute um, crack at them and saying, I've bought a heap of stuff. It was over a month ago. It still hasn't been delivered. You know, I rang them up and I said, I wanted my money back. And they said, no, they're not going to give me a refund. And I was like, oh, wow, maybe these guys are a bit dodgy or something. So that's interesting how quickly that that bad review can change your opinion about a company, right? But in any industry, it doesn't matter whether it's clothing or trades, electronics, whatever, there are so many companies to choose from. So it only takes one thing to write that company off. Yeah, you're right. But I could see that the company replied an hour after he wrote it. And I'm like, everyone on social media, you've got to read the comments, right? Yeah, totally. So honestly, I was surprised by the company's response. You know, it was really brief, but in about four or five lines, super politely, they explained that the location of where he lived was in a regional area. Right. And they said that shipping to that area was already delayed. And that it advised them when he first purchased the shirt that it was going to take around four weeks to get there and it was about to arrive in three days so they said they wouldn't offer a refund and I thought well that's fair enough isn't it yeah interesting it goes to show that there's actually always two sides to every story right definitely and as that potential customer you kind of got to go well actually that's fair enough there was nothing that that company could have done they actually told him that it would be late before he purchased so it's more his fault than theirs in my opinion I agree but awesome that they responded really quickly and with a pretty decent and unemotional answer 
That's right. And you know, not everything is always that neat. Sometimes it is our mistake as a business. But realistically, if you as a business did make a mistake, if you own it with the customer and you do everything in your power to make it better, then they will never leave a bad review. Bad reviews are left when people feel ripped off and want to have a go about it. Yeah, that's super important because what if, let's say, it was the company's fault that the order was late? If they'd written in the comments that they'd already sent him a discount for 50% perhaps off future orders, plus were refunding the shipping amount, but because it was due to arrive in three days that they wouldn't refund the entire order, what would your perception have been then? Yeah, if they did make that mistake, then I reckon that that's pretty good. Like they made a mistake, they owned it, and they tried to make it better. And that's really all a customer asked for. So I would probably still buy for them. Yeah. So if anything, that one-star review, it sounds crazy to say, but because the company handled the situation really well, as a potential customer, it actually helps you build a little trust with them. If, like you said, they replied within an hour, then say, hey, that's great customer service in my books. And thinking big picture, if that was the worst experience somebody had with that business, then that's pretty minor stuff, right? And I know a lot of us, when we get a bad review for our business, we just want to delete it and get it off our pages quickly so nobody else sees it. But you can't do this with Google reviews. But on your social media, that delete button can be very, very tempting. Don't delete (laughs) bad reviews. Well, it depends what the review is, but I agree (laughs) with what you're saying. You know what? I know it's tempting to delete them, like turn off comments, remove negative comments, especially when it's on your social media pages. But this is poor business practice in my books and customers may catch on and think twice about using your services. You should always respond and always allow comments and feedback to be seen because customers think it is okay to actually have a bad review as long as it was dealt with fairly. It's almost the reverse. If you have all five stars, they actually think it's rigged and fake. Yeah, agree. No one really expects perfection. They just want to know that you're a business that is genuine and you're a safe choice for them as a customer. Yeah. Look, you nailed on the head. A safe choice. Nobody wants risk, especially when it comes to a trade business. If they've got a leak that needs fixing, they want someone that will come and get it done right the first time. And even more importantly, if they're looking at an expensive job like a home renovation, Mm -hmm. then they really want to know that you're the best fit for them. So if you can show that you care about your customers and their experience, it's just one more tick towards your business. And look, I have to admit it, especially back in the old days, I've been a bit of a hothead. Really? Yeah, there's a little (laughs) bit of, there's a bit of anger in the old Andy at times. So it can be really hard not to get angry when you're dealing with these negative reviews about your business, especially when you as a business owner know the truth and the reality of what really happened. And they're blowing it out of proportion and not even being reasonable. So getting angry or defensive is not my suggestion of how you deal with it. No, I know, but every tradie out there just would like to rip in, (laughs) but we've just got to hold it back. You've got to take a chill pill. Mm -hmm. It's the worst thing actually you can do because not everyone can be reasoned with. And if you stoop to their level, it will actually reflect poorly on your business and potential customers likely won't see both sides of the story. They'll just see you, the business owner, attacking a previous customer and that's really uncool. So stay calm, very cool and collected. (laughs) Be an Ange, not an Andy. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing to do here is to write your reply and have someone else read it back 
before you post mm. it. You know, that person does really need to be neutral, not invested nor emotional about the situation. We often write and post in the heat of the moment yeah. and that is when we get in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. And you know what? It's just not worth it's it. It's not. We did just say to reply quickly, right, within an mm-hmm. hour or two preferably. But if you're going to blow your top, then I actually think taking a few extra hours to reply is probably your better option. So one single incident with two sides to a story if handled poorly, could be super damaging to your business. And you need to think that that post is going to live there forever. Imagine if that clothing company had replied back, too bad, so sad, or never even responded to that comment at all. There's actually no way that you would have bought anything from that shirt company. No, I wouldn't. I just think online these days, as soon as you start looking at this negative stuff and the comments not great, you just second guess. And everyone, you know, we always talk about this a lot, especially on this podcast, that you buy when you form trust. And as soon as that trust is lost, you're never, ever going to buy from them again. And look, I think what's even worse is fake reviews. You know, if you're a trader and you're out there writing fake reviews, I hate to say it, but you're an absolute dog. <laughs> and I'm hearing it constantly where they're finding that the odd competitor is putting fake reviews. Are you serious? You know, as an industry, we need to be building each other up and banding together, not this petty high school crap, really. Yeah, it's absolutely awful, right? And the best thing you can do in this situation is to report any fake reviews because sometimes competitors will leave these fake bad reviews. It's super bad business practice, but not everybody operates ethically. So in this situation, you need to reply on the thread and make mention that you don't have a record of them interacting with your business at all. And this shows any potential customers that this review is fake. Then report the fake review quickly and where possible, block them from being able to re-comment or rate again. Customers understand fake reviews do exist and more than anything, they probably just feel sorry for you as a business owner. But back to what we were saying before, respond to the review saying, we do not have any record of you working with us. If that is incorrect, can you please contact us on blah, 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 and we'll resolve your issue immediately. Any potential customer should be satisfied with that as your response. I know I definitely would be. And you know what? More and more people are now being fined. Yes, literally fined. That's cool. For leaving fake reviews. Yeah. I know this guy in the UK on TripAdvisor kept leaving fake reviews for a restaurant and the owner, who was a Cambridge law graduate, go figure, successfully sued him for over £7,500, which is probably about 13000 Aussie dollars. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's not when your business or reputation is getting flogged yeah. day by day or week by week, you know. It serves him right and he should have to pay a heap of money for leaving these fake reviews. It just goes to show that slowly these internet trolls are being reprimanded for their actions. So hopefully they'll start to think twice before leaving fake reviews again. Yeah, to me, that's karma coming back to bite them. It's that time for everyone's favourite bit of the week. It's tradie news time. Well, today's news story comes from news.com where they did this profile on Jim Penman. Does that name ring a bell? Because it should. He's the founder of Jim's Mowing. More like Jim's bloody everything. It's Jim's plumbing, Jim's fencing, Jim's cleaning, Jim's handyman. I actually even saw a Jim's dog washing on the North Shore Uh, the other day. (laughs) Go figure. He does it all. 
Hey, it's interesting that we don't talk a lot in trade about franchising. The more usual path, I guess, is about selling and buying. But having said that, and hold on to your seats, guys, Jim's franchise has an annual turnover of $500 million. Ooh, that's red hot, isn't it? Yep. Maybe we should have franchised Dr. Drip in the end. Mm -hmm. Jim would have some serious cash now. He would be rolling in it. Yes, he's got approximately 4,000 franchises, 35,000 customers with about 50 divisions. According to news.com, Jim's group is Australia's largest franchising family and a leader in the mobile service industry. Yeah, with figures like that, I'm definitely not surprised. You know a lot of millionaires, like let's name a couple, um, Gene Reinhardt, Elon Musk, they're probably almost billionaires now, aren't they? But they all started as pretty rich in their own right. But from what I've heard, Jim, he came from a pretty modest background. Yeah, I heard that too. And in the interview, he told them that he was actually almost broke and in significant debt. Then he actually had to turn everything around. Hang on a sec. Let me just read you a bit from this article. So it says, Jim said, I just started mowing lawns, working incredibly hard six days a week and doing a great job. Customers loved me and I got repeat work. I just had to laugh because I, when you hear, I just started mowing lawns and the next minute you're doing 500 million turnover. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've always said the way to success in trade business is repeat customers. They're easier to sell to and we all know on average they spend more. Plus they generate great word of mouth for your business. You know what? I actually loved reading this stuff about him. I really feel like he's our kind of guy. Yes, definitely. Let me read you this other quote that I saw because it echoes actually what we say a lot every day. He quotes, I have so many weaknesses, but I think it's important to show you don't have to be a genius or good at everything to have a good business. The principles that are important are being passionate about your customers and relentless in your focus on how to get better. I definitely second that. I bet old mate Jim's living the good life, right? Well, actually, he's quite the opposite. So even though Jim is almost 70, apparently he's still heavily involved in the day-to-day operation of Jim's group. And rather than splashing his cash, he famously drives this old Mitsubishi Outlander. Mitsubishi Outlander? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and he spends most of his fortune funding research for a cure for addiction and depression. Oh, that's absolutely How awesome. How awesome is this yeah. work? Awesome. Which, as we all know, are huge issues in our industry. So it's amazing to see somebody in his position actively working towards solutions to better our country. Totally. Man, I've got to tell you, this is the real feel-good story of the year right there. What a legend. Yeah, I totally agree. He's actually been nicknamed Australia's accidental backyard millionaire. So it goes to show that anybody with a trade business and a dream with the right business backing could actually be that next backyard millionaire. Okay, Ange, I think you're done with gushing over your new boyfriend. I think that's all for the news today. I'm going to get out there and mow some lawns. Customer reviews are not going away. And as we move forward with digital world, having a formulated plan for dealing with reviews is going to become an absolutely necessary facet of your business. And you know what? For more tips on how to deal with difficult customers, I definitely urge you guys to check out the podcast episode, which is called Tricks to Manage Difficult Customers and Turn Them Into Lifelong Clients, which was guest starring Australia's leading people skills expert, Judith Wilson. Yeah, that episode was an absolute cracker. And because... 
Fake reviews are one thing, but when someone has grievance against your business, you need to be armed with the right tools to deal with the situation so it doesn't escalate to another level. Exactly. And from now on, you need to monitor your social media and your Google pages daily to ensure that you capture any bad reviews quickly and not left for days unattended. You need to ensure that someone within your business is aware that they have a daily task to keep an eye on your reviews or better still, every time a review is posted, it actually notifies your email or your phone and that way you know the moment it's posted. And you know what? Let's just flip that for a bit. If somebody leaves a good review, bloody reward them for it. Comment quickly how thankful you are they've had such a great experience and that you look forward to being their go-to tradie next time. If you can respond to all your comments online, good and bad, that shows any customer that you are dedicated to your customer service and overall you're a well-rounded business. Absolutely. Great stuff. So, Andy, I think that's us wrapped up for today. Yep, sounds good. Let's head out. Subscribe to The Tradie Show, Together in Trade Business now. Wherever you get your favourite podcasts, rate and write us a review or check out the show notes at lifestyletradie.com.au forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hell yeah.